0: Blue Shirts fans
1: and Madison Street Maniacs.
0: Welcome back to the Worst Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Breezy, with my co-host Nick. Nick, say hi.
1: Good morning, y'all. Rise and grind.
0: Yep, let's do it. I um, hated that.
1: <laughs> I hated saying that. Rise
0: and grind there, fellow humans.
1: how do you do, fellow kids?
0: Um, So let's get started with the reverse Wait, hit. Is-
1: I'm sorry. Real quick, can I start with before we go into to chef, Can I start with something that I just saw last night or this morning? Uh, sure. Okay. So Rockford won last night for nothing, and it was Jackson Staubers' first career goal, or I'm sorry, first career shutout, and also had a goalie goal. That's hard. Super hard.
0: You love you love to see that actually. I, I,
1: I just saw it this morning, and I was like, "I need to somehow sneak this into today." And I didn't sneak it. I just. No, he said, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" <laughs> he go, wait, wait, me! wait, 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 wait. Okay, um, we, can, we can continue yeah. on now. I'm sorry, I just <laughs> needed to say that.
0: So during the Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning game. Sergachev goes to put a hit on Alexi Lafreniere against the boards, and he does a back check. It is nothing wrong with the play; it was just awkward. And then Sergachev goes backwards, but unfortunately, his skate does not move from underneath him, so he comes down on his leg, totally fucks it up. Uh, I was watching this live. Uh, my, I was like, "Fuck, man! It, they're they're just wheeling him off, you know, in, in a stretcher." I'm looking at him like, fuck, man, and then, you know, Alexi skates over to him and and says, like, hey, man, I'm sorry, you know, I I didn't mean to do that, because obviously he didn't mean to do that. Nobody wants to hurt someone like that at all, no matter if there's a rivalry or if not, you know, nobody wants to get hurt, and nobody wants to hurt somebody like that. And, you know, they're wheeling him off, and and he's got his, uh, you know, he's got, like, a towel in front of his face, and he's, like, really emotional. And... My, my dad's like, damn, he's, he fucking must be hurt. And I'm like, dude, he, he ain't crying because he's hurt, bro. And, like, and I know that that fucking hurt. I think he probably actually broke his leg. But he ain't crying because uh, he he's hurt.
1: Fractured his fractured his tibia and fibula.
0: Yeah. Um, Both of
1: the bones in his fucking lower leg broke.
0: He ain't crying because his leg's broken. And I, I'm not saying that it wasn't painful, but the dude just came back from injury. He's playing again. And then he broke it again unlike his first game back. And, you know, he, he's, he, he might be done, you know, just because the nature of the injury in the same spot, again, lower body is never good for a hockey player. Um, and, you know, I think that it was all the emotion coming back. Like, he worked so hard to get back there, and, and then now he's hurt again. He knew it, you know. It, it was really, really sad.
1: Especially a fracture. I feel like he'd be better off if it was just, like, a clean break. Because, like, a fracture, you have to wait for the bones to heal themselves. And then there's exactly. always like, and then there's, then there's always like that possibility of like, obviously, anytime you come back from an injury, no matter what sport you're in, uh, you're never a hundred percent. So it's like, if you, you know, he, if he comes back again, let's say playoffs, right? Like whatever, let's say he's on track of, he's on full track of his healing process. And he comes back for the, just in time for the playoffs. Um, You know, he, he may have been at like, Let's call it leg health, right? He may have been at a hundred percent leg health before the injury. Gets hurt, comes back. He's probably at like a solid sixty to seventy percent, and he will pretty much forever be at a sixty to seventy percent leg health. And that's just, and especially like lower body, like exactly what you said. Like lower body is is a hard, hard injury to come back from, and you know, not, not only to come back from, but to, to be, I guess, kind of like your, your top, you know what I mean? Like you're your, um, your 100%, you want to give your 100% and it's hard to do that when you have a lower body injury. Like, I mean, I remember when I tore my hamstring, uh, it, it took like, you know, I may have been out for like, how long was I fucking out for six to eight weeks? I think I was out for. And it took me like six months to get comfortable under a squat bar again without that fear of it just re-tearing or my pelvis re-breaking. And, you know, I can only imagine what is going through his head as like, this is his job. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, The only thing I can say to that is that he's still pretty young, you know, 25 years old. That's not old at all. Uh, There's always a chance. I'm not saying that his career is over. Um, but, you know, uh, we had, in similar fashion, uh, we had Wheeler go down the same way. Blake Wheeler goes down in the same fashion that Sergeyev does. Um, the replay was pretty much the same. He takes, he takes a, a clean hit. He starts falling backwards. His leg stays underneath him. He falls back on it. You see his leg bend back. And a little hard, harder for Wheeler, you know, because he's, he's like 37. Yeah,
1: that's a, he's an older cat.
0: And, you know, the Rangers brought him for one reason, and one reason only was to have that um, veteran like presence and depth for the Stanley Cup playoffs. So not having him, he's out for the rest of the season for sure. Lower body injury, they're saying, might be a fracture, might be a break for him. Um, they're saying he's going to not play, and, you know, the the best we can hope for is, is postseason, right? You know? Yeah. But and again, you know, you can't listen to this stuff. Everybody recovers differently. And the media is going to say whatever they want to get you off their back of asking because, you know, you they just either have a,
1: zero faith. You just have zero faith in, in anything a front office or
0: media says. Because they're either A, have no fucking idea, or B, they know and they don't want to tell us for whatever their fucking sure me reasons are, like I don't know. Again, maybe they don't want people to target that area. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious what where he got hurt and what got hurt, right? I mean, I'm pretty fucking sure everyone can see it from the replay. But you know, I wish both those guys speedy recoveries. It, it 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 sucks. It really does suck because you know you're watching these games, you know, especially against the Canadians or Tampa Bay. And I'm watching these games and I'm like, I'm like, skate harder, finish your checks, kill them. You know what I'm saying? Beat yeah. their fucking ass, like break his break his jaw, you know, like kill him. That's what you always say. And then somebody break gets hurt, and you're like, yeah. Then someone gets hurt, and you're like, oh no, is he okay? Oh no, is he baby. gonna be okay? Gonna be is he gonna be all right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you take you see someone take a puck to the face, and you're like, oh damn, son, like Jesus Christ. And then you see someone break their leg, and you're like, oh my god, is he gonna be all right? Oh my god, is he gonna him be him okay?
1: <laughs> It, it, <laughs> He's like a horse, a, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad, bro. It really is sad. Um, again, it, it's part of the game, right? This is why this is the best sport in the world because shit like this happens. This is part of the everyday. I don't wish it on anyone, but this is the reality. This could happen any game to any any player, healthy, you know, or old, young. It doesn't matter. This 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 could happen to any single person. So, part of what makes this game so great, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean. All of us here at the Worst Hockey Podcast, and by all of us, I mean it's really just Breezy and I, but all of us here at the Worst Hockey Podcast, definitely wish Surgachev and Wheeler a speedy recovery. Definitely, um, I don't know. I feel like if, if I'm Tampa, I'm shutting Sergachev down. I'm just like, look, playoffs or not, like, just come back healthy next year. Have the extended break of... Probably a poor choice of words, but extended time off of, uh, you know, just just getting your shit right and just getting your your uh, your leg better, honestly. And you know, the same thing for Wheeler. I mean, hold on. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I really had to.
0: That's that's a ruin. Just destroy the whole podcast. Delete it all. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. That thing snuck up on me. (laughs) <laughs> like mid mid sentence and all of a sudden my body was like you need to fucking
0: sneeze now you just like uh, hold on and then everyone in the podcast will just stop <laughs> what how are you having a stroke like what the fuck just happened bro like is your house falling down
1: someone listening to this driving just went from 60 to zero <laughs> in the middle of the highway <laughs> full-on
0: locked brakes went sideways on the freeway <laughs> oh, oh he's, oh, he's, he's okay said, hold
1: on <laughs> no nick got you too
0: but all jokes aside, uh, it's the same thing with Filipino. I mean, totally different injury in a totally different fashion, but you bring them back too early and they get hurt or you bring them back too early and it doesn't work out. Not only does that, you know, fuck up the progress they've made trying to recover, but, I mean, I'm sure it messes up their mental. So, yeah,
1: and, and that same argument can be made with Taylor Hall with the Hawks. I mean, you know, tearing has ACL like that in the, so early in the season, you kind of thought that maybe, okay, you know, ACL surgery – you're probably out about six months, you know? And it was like, I think it was like in November, October, November, he tore his ACL and, uh, you know, you watch Tyler Johnson take all these injuries and and take a couple of weeks and then come back and then have an injury and then take a couple of weeks and then come back. I mean, you know, you kind of thought the same thing with Taylor Hall, but at that, at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, what's a little bit more important, like your health and longevity or this throwaway season or, you know, your health and longevity or, a you know, playoff run. And and I'm going to be honest, like, you know, if you look at at the way that the Rangers are kind of set up, I mean, how long is Wheeler signed for?
0: He He's just a rental for this year. Right. They have, so they like, have him for this year,
1: there's probably there was probably never a chance of of him coming back to the Rangers after this year. um,
0: Probably not,
1: you know, regarded like healthy or not. So it's kind of like, all right and I guarantee that his fucking agent has already been, (laughs) has already been scouting new teams anyway. I mean, once they realized that there was probably no talk of a contract extension or something like that. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, all right, well, we'll shut it down. I mean, I know he wanted a chance for a ring, but you know, what's exactly
0: what it was, you know, is bring over a veteran who has that presence and and, and can go the distance in, in a long series, hopefully. And, that's what they brought him over for. And, and Peter Laviolette even said that the other day after this happened. He was like, yeah, you know, um, he had a purpose coming over here. We know it and it sucks. And, you know, Rangers put out basically it's like, uh, you know, we're losing a brother because, you know, sure. when you when you bring up somebody who is is that age, you know, and I say 37 like it's old, it's young, but it's old That's, in the hockey but, world. But
1: in Hockey, it's old, man. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone marvels at Yaramir Yager and, you know, he's only like he's in his forties you know what i mean and it's just like oh my god i can't believe this fucking relic is still skating and playing professional hockey and it's just like he's only he's only in his forties man
0: i know and like, we're we're saying every time he's on the ice me and my dad are like skate you geriatric fuck and yeah he's, right you know, he's younger than my dad so <laughs> it, it's 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 funny but he came here for a purpose they, they got him for a reason it it just sucks to see cuz i mean anyone that you get as a a rental or you know you pick up in the in the off season and then he immediately makes his way up into your top line and then even though he doesn't contribute every night to the score sheet and in the box score he he did contribute and you can see his presence and he was in and even being 37 you know he's still kind of a chippy guy and he's still got that captain mentality where he's like you know don't fuck with me and don't fuck with my people So I can really see this being a a huge loss in the locker room morale-wise for the Rangers and, you know, just wish him, Sergeyev, and everybody a a speedy recovery and and hopefully that they can return to, you know, the only thing they know how to do and it's, you know, play hockey. So I will move on to something. This is so funny because these, these, like, first two topics is, you know, these two-leg injuries that suck. And this next one that we're going to talk about is literally, like, Polar opposites, and it's all hockey, and it all makes sense and the, again, n- bullet point number two, why hockey is the best sport in the world because this is how fast shit goes, right yeah. so I would uh, let's let's talk about Morgan Riley,
1: yeah, I would absolutely love to um he needs to be absolutely fired into into the fucking sun um listen I I understand unwritten rules. Okay, so if anyone who is living under a rock and calls himself a hockey fan and doesn't understand why we're talking about this or what we're talking about, a uh, couple nights ago, Ottawa was playing Toronto in Ottawa. Um, Ottawa was up 4-3. to three. Toronto pulls their goalie. Ridley Greig goes on a breakaway, basically, to kind of ice the game with, the, with an empty netter. And... Every every opportunity that the NHL has, they're always saying, I wish our players would show more personality, more spunk, more whatever. Right. Because I mean, hockey's what's hockey really known for. Right. Fast paced goal scoring and fighting. Right. I mean, I figured that's kind of a fair assessment. Sure. Okay, so they you know, the NHL wants to try to get away from that. So much as, and they want their players to show more personality. Well, Ridley Grieg, I think, I hope I'm saying his name, right. Goes on kind of a breakaway. Um, Morgan Riley's kind of trailing him. Morgan obviously sees that he's going to score that, that Ridley's going to score lets off the gas a little. So as Ridley is like, I don't know, in between both, both the left and the right circles. um, He just lets a fucking slap shot go just absolutely rockets a fucking piss missile and, and scores the goal. And it's like, whatever, you know, it gets the, it, it gets Ottawa fans jazzed. It's fun. It's funny to watch. It's just like, you know, he was participating. I, I always liked to, I was telling people and I was like, he was just participating in his own hardest shot challenge. That's, that's all I thought that was. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, And Morgan Riley takes exception to that and skates over to him and cross-checks him in the fucking head for no reason. Um, Well, I mean, I guess you could say for the reason of he broke the unwritten rule. (laughs) Bro, fuck off with that, all right? Listen, you know, as as anyone who has listened to this understands that I am a diehard baseball fan and, and I fucking love baseball, and baseball has a lot of, lot of, lot of unwritten rules where it's, you know the the biggest one, and that's what I can like kind of relate this to, is if you're playing, if you're in a baseball game, right? And you're absolutely destroying this other team, right? We'll call it eleven to nothing, and it's like the sixth inning, all right. So it's kind of too late for a comeback, too early to coast, kind of shit. Um, a lot of times, opposing players when they're on defense will put a position player, which means that they will put a non-pitcher to pitch in order to just save the bullpen. Whatever this game's a wash. And it's in a sense waving the white flag. Um so they'll put a position player out to pitch. And a lot of times, dude, these are just fucking cookies right down the dick of the plate. And it's just like fifty mile an hour fucking lobs in there just trying to bite their way through a fucking inning to just keep pushing the fucking game along. And and every now and then there will be a an absolute just Five hundred foot tater that gets launched out of the fucking stadium, which you it sound it looks like they hit it with a metal bat, and you know of course a lot of these older players will take exception to that because it's just like you guys are already up eleven nothing as a position player on the mound, and you you had to swing the hardest as you can, and and now it's twelve nothing, and you know, and then they start crying about it, and it's like it's a bunch of bullshit. So like the next game that'll happen is that same player that hit that home run will catch a 90 mile an hour fastball on the fucking ribs for no reason. Because the only reason is that it's the, oh, he broke the unwritten rule. And apparently there's an unwritten rule in hockey where if you have an empty net goal, you just tap that motherfucker in like Happy Gilmore. Uh, Ridley just wanted to have some fucking fun. And it just makes me laugh because the NHL really went, we want our players to show more personality. And then Ridley does that. And then the NHL goes, no, not like that. And, you know, it's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. And did you see what Ryan Reeves said about it?
0: I did see what Ryan Reeves said about it, actually.
1: Fucking joke. Just wants to say, listen, I'm all about making hockey violent again, right? I mean, that's that's my shtick. I love, for one, I love Violent Gentlemen, and I hope you guys hear this, and we can create a partnership because that'd be really fucking cool. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I love Violent Gentlemen, whose whole shtick is make hockey violent again. Um, I'm all about big hits and fights. I love that shit. I think it's fun to watch. But to purposefully try to injure a player because you did, you got mad that he slapshotted a goal. Dude, grow the fuck up and, and get the fuck over it. First of all, Morgan, you're like you're a relic. You're probably not. I don't know how old he is, but I know that Ridley's only 21. I'm like Ridley's still a fucking kid, dude. Like you wanna like you're basically taking like you're you're basically telling a 21-year-old who's fresh into the league and saying, you can't have fun, sorry. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal.
0: So, fuck. He's almost
1: dust.
0: Fuck off. (laughs) So he's almost thirty. Um, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate on both of these because there's there's a couple things I want to say. I will say the cross check and the way that it was delivered was unacceptable. Okay, it was it was high. It was to the back of the dome. You know that that was unacceptable. There's nothing to argue there. I can't play devil's advocate on that. If he didn't like the hit, pushing him into the boards. Cross checking them in the chest, you know, uh, even, you know, pushing them from behind to give them like a little shove.
1: Or just give them a D- face wash or some shit when you're walking, <laughs> like when you're skating by, like whatever. Yeah, right?
0: any, any, any of those things that could have been done. Okay. A cross check. Totally acceptable. A cross check is a penalty every single time. A cross check to the head could be dangerous. It is never acceptable. Um, and it's just not okay. I'll agree with that. And there ain't nothing I can even add to that part of the argument because that's wrong. I will say, though unwritten rule of hockey I, I get that not everybody has these fucking bylaw of the unwritten rule but you had a clear breakaway the guy trailing you you know you had a you had a clear shot down fucking main street right right down broadway you know top of the slot you're there guy gives up let, lets off of you because he knows you know hey you're, you're you're gonna get in there you're gonna score that goal there's nothing we can do about it we're we you're we're gonna leave it alone right i get it he's excited he's a young guy he does land a fucking piss missile, right? He does fucking do a slap shot. And it was not the intent of getting that goal in that pissed off Morgan Riley. It was the showboat of like, look at this. I mean, we all talk about the empty net goal. It's like, they don't mean shit, but they mean shit. They win a lot of games, but it's just about outmuscling the other team because, you know, you can oh, you can get the puck in with no goalie. And everybody understands that. That's the risk of pulling your goalie and putting another player in everybody knows that's the risk i hate that in hockey i hate when the rangers used to do it because they would pull they would pull you know hank at three minutes and i'd be like this is fucking immediate it's, it's immediately going to be scored on us and my dad's like well what are we supposed to do and it's like i get it we cannot sustain the puck five on five and now we're going to have an empty fucking net and now we're going to fucking they're going to score i already know what's going to happen it's but
1: like patrick Waugh would pull his goalie with like 10 minutes left
0: I, that that I like that though. That's st- that's stone nuts. That is stone nuts. It's like, hey, we're not gonna sit here and fucking play this shit down to the wire and hope we win. It's like either we win now, or we get in, get in the fucking you know fighting chance to win, or you know we just relax because the game's over. I think that's kind of stone nuts, in my opinion. Anyway, um, fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put the whole game off on the on the before the fucking second half of the third even starts? Like that's crazy, bro. You got big huge balls for that, but. No, it Morgan Riley. He's, in my opinion, justifiable to be upset with the showmance, sh- the showboatingness of it. Right? It's because it's you know, they got to that point of the game, and what else is going to happen when you're on a clear breakaway and the guy behind you lets off the gas? But
1: four, yeah, I get it.
0: But the problem is, is exactly what you said. Cross check is bad. To the head is worse. The punishment. It, I'm not sure if it was enough. I'm not sure if it was too little. That's my what, problem. What did
1: he get? I didn't I think see. He,
0: I think he got five games.
1: Fucking what a joke, NHLPA.
0: It's just a. it's a it's a weird situation, and um I'm not excusing the behavior. I understand where it's coming from, but I mean at that point, go and say something to him, right? Go and say something to him on the ice in front of everyone, but like, hey motherfucker, that's not okay, right? See what he has to say for himself. And then if he has something fucking funky to say hey, there's a target on his back next time he comes out, or make one of his teammates pay the piper next time you play him and show him, hey, that's not okay. The cross-check to the back of the head is absolutely unacceptable. That's what I'll agree with. That, and again, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because I do see both sides, but he really throws his argument out the window, Morgan Riley at least, with, that, with what he did afterwards. Because I could have been all on it, right? I could have been on board like, no, I, I think he was justifiable by walking up and saying something to him. Or I think he was justifiable for giving him a shove to the board and trying to well, spark no a one fight. Would
1: fucking, no one would fucking bat an eye if he just like went up to him and was just like, hey man, don't don't fucking do that. Or do it again and watch what will or some shit like that. Like, no one, would, no one would bat an eye. This would not even be a topic today if he didn't have his fucking underwear in a goddamn bunch and, and his fucking you know whatever dude but like like it, it wouldn't even be a fucking conversation if he didn't lose his temper like a little child and just fucking and in, in tr- and like literally dude that's intent to injure i don't care what anyone says again like check his- a motherfucker in the head it's not like you're going just to give him a little fucking kiss you're cross-checking him in the head to fucking send a message and he's 21 yeah Like, I get it. You're in the NHL. Welcome to the NHL. It's the same shit everyone said when Connor Bedard got fucking hurt. Hey, don't skate in open ice with your fucking jaw unhinged. Like, (laughs) otherwise it's going to be permanently unhinged. (laughs) And like, you know, everyone said that to the fucking 18 year old and whatever. That's understandable. That's the difference with that is that that's just that that's just a hit during play. Like that's going to happen regardless. And it doesn't matter who you are or your age or whatever. Like that's just going to fucking happen. And injuries are part of the game. But if you get injured and you get or you get hurt just in a in a regular stance of a game is is whatever. But you, you get hurt and you're out a handful of weeks because some douchebag lost his fucking temper because of some bullshit unwritten rule. Like that motherfucker needs to be made an example of. And I understand that, you know, I'll get I'll get called fucking soft or, you know, fucking beta or whatever that these motherfuckers have an excuse for it now. But it's just like there's no there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for it. It's that's not welcome in the fucking league, man. Like you want to listen, if you want to take exception to that fucking slap shot, do it on the next game y'all play and make fucking Claude Giroux fight. Like, you know what I mean?
0: I get that. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not arguing that. It was, the way it went down is what made it bad. And I, I can't, I can't back someone who hit him with a fucking, a blind cross check to the back of the head. He He should know better, right? He's, 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 He's tenured yeah, in this league. He, yeah, you know. You know better, man. And, and the, he, he's just a kid. And he, he might have done something stupid, and you might not like that. But it should, there's just, there's okay. just not the way to go about There's a way to go about it, and that was not the right way. That, that's, all, that's all we can say about that. I agree with that 100%. And maybe he should have got more suspension. Maybe he should have got more games. I, I don't know. I think the maximum is five, right? If, and, if uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. The max is fucking five, man and and it's ridiculous that like okay here's a good example Shane Pinto gets 41 games for betting on not hockey okay in a Great. league yeah. whose primary sponsor is sports betting okay well we're not going to talk about the hypocrisy on that I just wanted to bring that up real quick but Shane Pinto gets 41 games for betting on, I think it was, what? It was football, right?
0: Or something? Yeah, I think it was college football.
1: College football, right? He gets 41 games for betting on college football. and Because it violates the fucking betting. in. Uh, um, the, yeah. The betting, yeah, whatever, right? But Morgan Riley tries to take off Ridley Greig's fucking head after a game, and he gets five.
0: It's like, yeah, boys will be boys, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And it's like anytime I see that shit, and I see like a suspension, right? So if it's like like a dirty hit, you know, that's a clear as day dirty hit. Not one of those like could be gray areas, like how everyone was trying to make Brendan Smith's fucking hit on Bedard. It was trying, it was trying to say, it was like, oh, that was a dirty hit. No, it wasn't. <laughs> You're only saying it's dirty because Connor got hurt. Like it's not a dirty hit. It was it, look, uh, fucking Brendan Smith is taller than taller than Bedard. Like it just it is what it is. He leaned his shoulder into bedard going for his chest bedard's head was down jaw open jaw broken like yeah
0: and, the, <laughs> and just... the, the main difference between those two things is that this was in the heat of the moment during play while chicago was entering the zone yeah and they were trying to defend you know this was clearly the game is over at this point right and usually when the whistle blows even if the it was the chippiest fucking game ever like if the game is over right there's that it's back and forth. It's grinding. It's going to overtime. Even at that point, puck goes in the net. What happens? Goalie pops back up and just skates off. The whole team yep. skates off. It's like, you failed. You've lost. Take the L. Move on and, you know, come back next game and, and try to do better. It's Once that final buzzer hits and that last goal goes in, the game is over, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes it gets shippy after the game if it was a nasty game, and I can understand that. If I get it, it's two Canadian teams going against each other, and they want to show that whose dick is bigger in fucking Canada. And and I sure. get that, right? Who's got more fucking Canadian dollar in the bank? Sure, fine, but it's Who over. It's over. Got more
1: Tim Horton donuts in their fucking mouth.
0: Yeah, who's <laughs> got who's got more maple syrup in their back pocket? I get it. I understand the argument, but the problem is, is the game was fucking over, bro. And that's something that it's like. Doing that, you kinda know that there's gonna be no repercussion, like right then and there. Yeah, yeah, I mean you got the suspension, so you got in trouble, but you kinda know like Riley doesn't have to pay the piper, that kid's not gonna have to pay the piper by anyone, the game is over. You did it because I I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you lost your temper, or maybe you thought because you were the one on the ice that you had to speak up for all of Toronto, you know what I'm saying? And 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 Brian Reeves doubling down on that was just his way of, of being a Ryan Reeves about shit, right? You know, tough motherfucker, but he's, he wants to stir shit up. And their coach said the same thing, right? He was like, all right, see no problem with it. It's like, well, you kind of should, man, because these guys represent you. These guys represent Canada. They're literally the like the most like popular market there is is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Everybody watches that. You're sending a horrible message to kids that watch this, saying like, yeah, if you don't like what somebody does, hit them in the back of the fucking head, right? You know, right. I mean, there's... Uh, you you know who diamond hands is right yeah yeah like that guy is notorious for being a fucking thug he ain't even a goon he's a thug he's next level right this dude's insane but what he does is his job he's a goon he's an yeah. enforcer he's one of the toughest fucking dudes to, to lace up honestly <laughs> in the leagues that he's playing and there's nobody even close to him there's no i saw off topic he got kicked out of the league he was in he went to the ECHL, comes in, lays a fucking nasty hit within 30 seconds, gets into a fucking fist fight with the captain of the other team, beats the dog piss out of him, right? Yeah. But that's his job. It was accepted. It was like the invitation. It's like the, the whole, like the whole I,
1: premise of the Goon movie.
0: Literally. <laughs> the only difference is he's not. he doesn't have that glatt mentality. He's literally going around like, I'm going to beat you up if you make me. Don't make me kill you, boy. Like, don't make me fuck he you up.
1: the boss ray like <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly exactly he's he's ray. With-
1: he goes i know i'm gonna fuck you up you want to play this game i'll fuck you up
0: like <laughs> literally bro but the difference is, is that's who he is that's how he plays and it's not like <clears throat> excuse me he's not going to go and fight someone who doesn't want to fight right he's out there making those hits he wants someone to challenge him when someone yeah. challenges him it's all in right no way would he ever even that guy right the guy who's probably has the most penalty minutes in any of those leagues combined. Right. Would never put a cross check on someone's the back of someone's head because you know, that's weak shit, bro. Well, that's it's like, also like it's, weak. The,
1: it's, it's also like the difference between like knowing your job and just being a dick. Like if you know that your job is to just be diamond hands, it's just to be a thug. Like you may score one to three goals a year. You, and you also may have 600 fucking penalty minutes. Um, Your goal is to is to get those penalty minutes up and is to is to fight. And that's all it is. That's that's your job. That that is what it is. Like you understand that your job is just to fight and raise hell. It has nothing to do with intent to injure. If they get hurt because of a hit that you lay or because of you breaking their fucking face open, that's just part of what they decided to join in on. I guess you could say. You know, but th- there's a hundred percent of fucking difference between that, and and I agree with you there. Exactly.
0: Um, but speaking of broken jaws and that hit on Conor Bedard, we do get to talk about your Bed-Z Lord back.
1: Bedzy's back. Bedzy's back. Bedzy's back.
0: I'm very Conor excited. Bedard has returned. Now, before we get into this,
1: oh, you motherfucker! Did you really are, edge me like that?
0: Yeah. Now we're gooning. We're getting past edging. We're getting into gooning. But um, before we talk about that, there's something that I want to say. Oh, I and I want to ask you, really, I'm going to put this question out there. For the season that he's had so far, for what has currently happened, do you still think he's in contention for Rookie of the Year? Yes. Do you think, because of how prolific he has been, that he's a in for it? Do you think that him getting hurt and coming back helps that case? I, I just want to hear where you're at with that. Not just because you're obviously a Chicago fan, but... where's your brain at? i mean the production (laughs) i don't think anyone's even beat his production up now that's a rookie even the time he's been out right but that's
1: why that's why i was that's why i like unanimously fucking said yes just because no one no rookie i mean maybe brock faber right but it's kind of hard to say like brock faber for minnesota is is kind of like you know, was going to be his rival because he's a defenseman. I mean, look, no shot and no disrespect to Brock. He's a defenseman that's leading, that's either leading or second. I can't remember because I just, I just literally just read it the other night. Excuse me. Um, that he was leading defenseman or in second, second points for, or second place for points as for a defenseman, which is fucking huge, which is an accomplishment all in its own. But there is no other uh no other rookie in the year in the league that has come even close to Bedard's production i mean he was like he what he missed like what 20 ish games i think it was yeah and comes back his first game and scores a point and and still like i don't know i just i don't i wouldn't call him a shoe in right cuz like obviously anything can happen um you know he could step on the ice again and get railroaded again. And he's out another couple of weeks. Um, let me knock on wood real quick and, and, and hope that that does not happen again. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call him a shoe in for it, but I wouldn't necessarily count him out for it. If that makes any sense. Um, but I, I do, I do for sure think that he's, he's going to win it this year, regardless of missing that time or not. Um, I mean, for fuck's sake, his first game back, he still scores a point. I'm hoping, because he's got to wear a bubble now, that he channels the 20, <laughs> the the World Juniors' Connor Bedard bubble. And I, I'm hoping he channels that, and all of a sudden, these next handful, of, like, we never lose again
0: after this. <laughs> You're hoping to see a, a heartbreak Selly, because he does I, some crazy I, shit. I
1: really am. I really am hoping to see a heartbreak Sally. Um But no, I just, I don't think that he's... I don't really, this is his award to lose, to be honest with you, because I mean, like who, what you can make the argument for, for uh, Adam Fantilli, but now he's injured. So and you can't make that argument anymore.
0: Sure. Uh, And, and and to, to, to be out for, for as long as he was and then come back and yeah, he didn't score a goal in his first game back, but I mean, not everybody scores exactly. And I think it's a primary assist, right? So, it directly led to the goal being scored was his assist. So uh,
1: secondary assist, but
0: oh, was it okay? Yeah. Well, even even still, right? I mean, there's pe- there's a lot of other players in Chicago that did not get an assist at all, right? Look, and, assist
1: is an assist. Like a primary, secondary it doesn't fight, it doesn't add to your score sheet. Just <laughs> primary, sure. like it, it, sure. it's a point to point. Like you know what I mean? Like if he can average a point a game for the rest of the year, uh, there's no shot that he's gonna lose that. Unless Brock Faber goes fucking berserk in the rest of the year and is scoring three goals a game or has at least a two, two and a half point a game for the rest of the year. I mean, I really don't see, I don't see anyone taking that away from Connor. I really don't.
0: That's true. And and I mean, uh, I just looked at the stats earlier. He's got 15 goals and 19 assists so far with 34 points in your first season being 18 years old, right? Well, minus. I'm
1: sorry, real quick, not, not to cut you. I'm sorry, but um, before he got hurt, he was averaging a point a game.
0: It's true, and I mean his plus minus is bad, but really plus minus only really means that they're putting Connor Bedard out on the lines that are harder than every other line, right? I mean that's if you really want to break it down, like he's going to be on the ice against the best fucking teams or the best yeah. lines on the from their best team, and that doesn't necessarily mean that he's bad.
1: Yeah, you really going to put the first overall pick on the third line? No, no. Why would you do that? exactly Like um, you, you, you get your it's your first overall pick you're not putting him on anything less than the second line I mean that's that's who you're 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 waging that that's going to be the guy you know what I mean that's your franchise cornerstone that's your next cane like you're not putting them on anything less than the second line maybe not even less than the first line <laughs> you're gonna be a first liner until you retire dude
0: for sure and I, I just uh, I think it's good that he's back you know it, it'll be fun It'll be fun to see this uh, unfold for us this season. See if he can kind of really live up to the hype that everyone keeps generating. I mean, it's no fault to his own, right? He's not out there saying all this shit, but right. uh, We expect more from him now. That's just that's just what it is, right?
1: Yep, I agree. Um, Well, now I'm interested. What What do you think? Same question to you.
0: I, I, I I think that it is
1: going to spring a random question on me I'm going to spring it back on you Uno reverse bitch
0: I don't think that there's there's any other way to go to be honest I mean he is pro- he, he's just prolific everybody knows who he is he's he would have been in, in the all-stars he would have been involved in every facet possible this year in hockey and you know he's going to be a great star so even <clears throat> I mean, on the grounds alone that no one's even going to catch his his points, even if he was probably out for the rest of the season. I mean, kind of just tells you that yeah, he was he was on to some he was on to something when he was in the league before he got hurt. So uh, I think yeah, I think he's a shoo-in. He's gonna. You get mean it.
1: to tell me that Connor Bedard is good at hockey. <laughs>
0: hey, brother, it's a lot of people like you. You already know a lot of people didn't agree yeah. and they were hating on it from the beginning, and then it kind of got you know they were eating pro afterwards just to see how this kid moves and how he skates and how he handles the puck so i mean he's on he's on a, a losing team right now but that team could very easily turn it around i told you i think they only need three good pieces to be a very 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 competitive team and if they get that and this kid decides hey you know uh i'm gonna turn it up another notch i don't think there's gonna be anything that anyone can do to stop this pucker he's gonna be that he's gonna be like a God damn it, Matthews is on and he fucking scored. How? He wasn't even close. Like, how did he do it? How did he make it happen? And then you're going to break down what he did and be like, fuck, it was so good. I hate him, but damn, that was so good, you know? Like, just that's what it's going to be. He's going to be fucking annoying. And you're going to be like, Connor Bedard's on the ice. He fucking scored. Oh, what a shocker, right? It's going to be, count the, count the shifts until he's back on the ice to do something. It's going to be one of those situations.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. Shall we shift from Bedsy coming back? Because I mean there there we can talk about I mean we could talk about that game against Pittsburgh, but I mean it was Arvid Soderblom getting fucking lit up and Connor Bedard having an assist in the second period. There was really not much to talk about that game. Um other than, you know, the fucking struggles continue. It is what it is. We're getting creamy for Celebrini. And I hope that one of the three uh, one of the three pieces that you're talking about, we get gifted in the lottery (laughs) because I really feel like getting Macklin Celebrini and throwing the same line as Bedard or on the second line. And maybe that might get Lucas Reichel's head out of his ass. I don't know what's happening there, you know, but I mean, either way, I think definitely one of those pieces is is Celebrini. Um, I think in all honesty, I think another another one of those three pieces that you were talking about could be the possibility of a healthy Taylor Hall, because um, he was he, I mean, up until he got injured, he was a very, very big producer in, until he got hurt. And then, uh, you know, I feel like that's when the wheels started coming off. Um, But, yeah, let's shift into I'll let you start it off. Um, Let's get into some of the stadium series matchups.
0: Hell yeah, dude. This is this is exciting for me. So it is a Metro breakdown. It's going to be the Philadelphia Flyers and the New Jersey Devils on Saturday, which for us right now is tomorrow or today. It's today. Cool. Oh shit, it is. Oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> Philly, Philly and the Devils are going to play the stadium series the first game today and tomorrow we see both New York teams. We see New York Rangers and the New York Islanders. Uh this this is, you know, this is going to be so cool because it's one of those events in hockey that like you generate buzz, get all-star game, you know, you have the winter classic, these things that generate buzz stadium series is the same way. How many times, how many different videos, how many different clips, highlights, reels, whatever you want to call it. Are there about stadium series in general, right? It's always something that at least for the hockey fans, they're going to remember. And for it to be an, a Metro, stacked rivalry year and then have like Philadelphia play New Jersey and then have New York play New York. It, it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh It's again, a little bittersweet that that wheels could not make, make this appearance here. Cause he was just right outside of it. Right. I mean, he, he was, he was right fucking there. And then unfortunately the dude gets hurt and, and now he's out, but it, it's such a fun time like the stadium series the winter classic the this all these other little extra things that we do it takes the the monotony and the mundane day-to-day of just the hockey games which i'm not saying is boring in in any way right but you get in a routine right this is one of those things that just shakes everything up a little bit it's kind of like wow fuck you know I, i i forgot that this is what it is all about right it's it's fun and then you see like Jacob Trouba with his wife, and then Johnny Brodzinski with his with his kid just skating on the ice, and then you see Artemi Panarin. He's got four kids, and they're all skating around him on the ice, and 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 just stuff like that. And then you see like young guys like Zach Jones, and and he's on the ice like dressed up, hanging out with everybody. And then you got Edstrom, who just came up from Hartford this year. He might be playing his second or he's playing his third game, I think, with the Rangers, and he's at a Stadium Series jersey on the ice. With everybody else, taking pictures, I love that, it, that it, it's things that it's just shit that's that dreams are made of, you know, and it's like that's yeah, the game matters,, shit. yeah, the game matters and and you want to win, but it's like the fact that you're here, like the fact that you're skating with everybody else, the fact that you're a part of this and and you just like I said, you see if you have Instagram or Twitter, go and see new york's like New York Rangers page there's so much content from this day already posted, you know, just them walking around Mika in a fucking like New York Rangers stadium series, like jumpsuit, fucking Lafreniere, just, just cheesing it up, talking to Panarin. Like it, it's so fun and so lighthearted that it, it, like I said, it reminds you of, of why we all do this shit because it is a game at the end of the day. And it's supposed to be fun. And I love when they do this kind of stuff and I will give the Rangers one thing that they do do putting my biases aside one thing that they always do is make sure that the content around what they're doing is posted as often as possible i'm talking about the the pregame interviews, the postgame interviews the breakdowns with like Steve Valleket Henrik Lundqvist and John Giannone and stuff like there's always information and 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 pictures and videos and, and and interviews and stuff like that always being posted, and it's so fun to be a Rangers fan if you care, right? Because you get to see this kind of content year round. and I think that's one thing that they do do best, and having the stadium series include the Rangers is just awesome because we get to see it all behind the scenes.
1: yeah, I definitely I, I don't know, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but uh, the social media presence for a lot of these hockey teams has been pretty unmatched. Like, I don't know yeah. if you've noticed that or not, like not not just the Rangers, but I mean, like Arizona <laughs> has one of like the gnarliest social, yeah. media team, social media teams that I have ever fucking seen. Um, but no, I love that. I love the so like the Hawks have um, uh, the every shift, which is like a little sub series that they do every year on YouTube where they do like kind of like it's like episodes. It's called every shift um the bruins have the behind the b um i wish that every team had some shit like that some like hard knock shit where you see the ins and outs yeah and and, you know and i thought that for sure at least the rangers would have it but i guess not but i i hope that it would come i hope that at some point every team will have that because i just i love watching that shit i love watching behind the scenes i love watching um you know different social media teams or th- different teams social medias take over and and really just show you the, the human side of the game you know because oftentimes that we forget that this is a game that this is a game that we play as kids that you they are now given the opportunity to show up and show out you know what i mean and and play and co- Play and compete at a very high level, um. But yeah, so let's go into. I want to give. I want some predictions, sir. Um, who do you got? Flyers, Devils. Give me the score. Give me overtime or not. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Um,
0: Give me, give me. I I think so. For Philly Devils, I think it's probably going to be a close game. I got to gotta believe that Philly's going to edge it out, probably. I,
1: What's up with you and edging today? I don't know, man.
0: I just maybe it's on the brain. What can I say? Uh, Philadelphia is probably going to win. Uh, if, if any game's going to go in overtime, I believe it's going to be that one. Okay? Okay. But I, I, look, I'm going to be very, very, very specific here. Okay? The, the, the game with the Islanders and New York. Both teams are going to come out hot, like a house on fire. They're going to look fine for a few minutes. The Islanders are going to assume dominance in the first period. Okay, Maybe let one or two goals go in. Okay, Again, on the Rangers is what's going to happen. Igor is going to shut the door. The second period is going to be a blowout for the Rangers. And then two things are going to happen in the third period. Either the Rangers are going to sustain that lead, score that empty netter, when they try to come back and it's going to be a wild score or the Rangers are going to fall asleep and the game's going to get pretty close, but I still have the Rangers taking it because the Rangers are on a heater right now. Five game win streak. Igor can win. Igor's back quick. Can win. He he's back from wherever the fuck he was at the last couple of years. And now he's decided to be the best goalie in the league. Right. I'm I think he has like the, the second or third best like uh, stats right now for, uh, players who played over, or goalies who played over 15 games, or some shit like that, or or have played 18 games, some shit like that. But he's up there, dude. Um, I gotta believe that the Rangers didn't lose anything in the in the past couple games, and I think that you know playing against the Islanders, there there was always for forever when New York and New York played each other, it was always like really physical, like really fucking chippy. It's like, who's the best team in New York, right? It was something that
1: battle for New York for sure.
0: Exactly. And it went a little bit further than just a division rivalry. It was always like the, who's better New York. And for a long time, it was the Islanders for a long time. It was always the Islanders. It is not the case anymore. Again. Uh, Sorokin is, is is a great goalie in his own right, but I think Igor has figured it back out. He's back again. If it's gonna, and you know, it's gonna be those. The thing is, it's gonna be Igor Sorokin matchup. That's what people want to see. Those guys are best buddies, so I think they want to see it anyway. But I think Igor's there right now. He's he's hot enough to to get it done. And I think that we have just a really good team right now. So I'm going to say that it's going to be. If it, if any game's going into overtime, it's going to be Philly and Devils. I think that Philly's going to take it and I think the Rangers are either going to blow it out in the second or they're going to be really close. Uh, they're definitely going to blow it out in the second, but it's either going to be really close in the third or they're going to run away with it, but I still have the Rangers winning this game against uh, the Islanders.
1: Okay, so Either way, it's going to be closer. It's going to be a blowout.
0: Yeah, but it's going to be Rangers seeing the win. I think it's going to be a lot closer for the first game with New Jersey and Philly, though.
1: Fuck yeah. I like that. I think that's a solid Uh, prediction buddy I'm impressed I'm impressed that you put like your uh, biases aside and the fact that you hate the Devils more than you hate Philly
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it's look the one thing I learned this year especially this year right you got to put your biases aside because if a team's good a team's good I still do think that New Jersey is not as good as they let on. It's the same thing that Chicago is going to be doing here soon, right? They got a good, a few good key players. They got a very good goalie, and they have fucking Jack Hughes, right? That's a that's a recipe to win some games. And yep. if you don't respect that, they're going to win a lot more. So you- that.
1: Sorry, go ahead. Oh wait.
0: No, it's that, that's basically my thought. It's You have a player like Hughes, that's the same thing as Bedard, right? If you have a, a, a great goaltender who can stop the puck, I mean, that's a recipe to win. And then again, he has a couple guys to help contribute the rest of the time, you know? That, that's, that's a recipe to win a lot of games. And if you underestimate them, they will win. The problem is they don't have that piece-for-piece, line-for-line, you know, comparison to a lot of other teams with depth that puts them above them. They just kind of squeak through when they're not respected. And I would say that the devils are definitely more of an underdog team this year because they are not that good. They will themselves to win and then they get carried by a really great player.
1: Okay. Um, speaking of, of Jack Hughes real quick. I, uh, do you fucking see everything that transpired the other night with Jack Hughes?
0: Um, I saw him. He threw a tantrum over something. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was justified or not. I just saw the clip.
1: Okay. I didn't see. I only saw the clip. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like looking for it right now. Uh, But I think all of this, if I'm not mistaken, transpired against uh, L.A. Uh, First of all, Jack Hughes and I think it was uh, Victor Ardvinson, I think, Um, both go to the penalty box. And Jack Hughes is barking at Victor, and the phrase that comes out of Jack Hughes's mouth is "People pay to watch me play." I listen. I am not a Devils fan by any means necessary. Um, you know, I figure. You know, I I kind of look at, at this point. If I'm going to be a Rangers supporter, that means I have to hate all of the Rangers rivalries. Just like it, I expect you to hate all of the Blackhawks rivalries because you are a secondary Blackhawks fan. what you have to do. Uh, That's what you have to do. Um, I loved this. (laughs) I loved this cocky-ass fucking attitude. This, fuck you, I'm the guy, you're not. This superstar mentality. It's a hot take, but good golly, Miss Molly, I fucking love this. I love it i I don't know if you happen to see that um i I can't remember- i honestly I can't remember if it was the same game against the Kings or if it was against uh Seattle um but you know what when he goes from the king says uh people pay to watch me play, and then either the same night or the next night smashes his stick against the board and is saying is screaming fucking bullshit at a ref um. I don't know what's happening in New Jersey, but dear Lord, I'm here for it. Give me all the drama.
0: The The problem is with New Jersey is that, you know... That is New Jersey. Yeah, and the, they say that the Rangers are frauds, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, if you really want to break it down, without my biases there, New Jersey is the real fraud, okay? You beat New York. Okay, I get it. You wouldn't have beat the New York team that's right playing right now. You wouldn't have beat the New York team last year if they would have done what they were supposed to do, but you did. So, congratulations you won that round and you went on to the next round and got smoked the problem is they don't have that pound for pound blow for blow team to go up against it you put that team against vancouver smoked bro it's just Mm -hmm. smoked it's it's nothing you can do you put that team against colorado and your give decides to show up that day there's there's no contest that's that's the problem i have and like i said i've said this a million times new jersey could have won the stanley cup last year and that Stanley Cup photo would have been posted of them beating the Rangers in the first round. Because <laughs> that's all they gave a fuck about, right? They're so fucking happy that little brother finally I mean, look, a hundred times you fucking try something, at least one of those times it's gonna work. Statistically, you got to, right? Sure. Congratulations. It's postseason and you and you won. I'm I'm so happy for you, right? But they they are just a fraud of a team in the way that it's they have so much writing on Jack Hughes. And like I said, he he took off because he got hurt. And you saw you saw the holes in it, right? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be picking on them or dissecting them. Look, there's a lot of teams that have stuff like that, right? Where if that main player is gone, you're fucked. I would not be dissecting them and blowing them out if they weren't such cocky. It's like their social media pages ran by a 22-year-old, it feels like. Their whole no. entire, their whole entire like League and club feels like it's just like a child, right? It just feels like they're not mature in the shit they do. I mean, Arizona does the same fucking shit, but that's the meme, right? Because they're pretty bad and they have been historically pretty bad and they can win some games this year. So it's like... You're adding insult to injury when you lose to fucking Arizona. That's what their whole fucking point is. New Jersey thinks that they're like that good and they're like the best. And like, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, y- you guys lost to New Jersey. <laughs> it's, it's just annoying <laughs> to see them like doing what they're doing. And I, I just don't like New Jersey, the entire state. I just don't like New Jersey. Right. It stinks driving I mean, to New Jersey. Fair. It smells.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Fo- you heard it here first, folks. Breezy says New Jersey smells like piss. We're
0: uh, like, yeah, but that's our piss, man. You don't talk about our fucking piss, bro.
1: Well, this piss beat the Rangers in the playoffs. <laughs>
0: Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. <laughs> Every team's been doing that for the past thirty years. Congratulations. <laughs> You're just another one added to the list.
1: That's fucking funny. Well, um I'm really excited to talk about this next topic. Uh, the the three ice. So admittedly, I had no idea what this was until Breezy brought it up to me the other night, two nights ago, I think it was, um, and sent me a screenshot of all of the teams with the na- with the three ice underneath it and what looks like a summary that was written on Microsoft Word in Comic Sans. Um, Leave and- them alone. They're doing and- their best. No, no. Shut up and let me talk. the <laughs> In a summary that looks like it was written on Microsoft Word with an inserted picture of just like some random graphic that someone threw together uh, with a list of all the teams, a really poorly put together graphic of all of the Jersey colorways. And like I said, a summary that was written in what looked like Comic Sans. Immediately, I was fucking hooked uh, just on that. So when I asked Breezy, I said, what the fuck is that? What that? He said, this is three-on-three fucking hockey, baby. And I was looking at it, and I looked it up. I was watching some shit on YouTube, just trying to get myself familiar with it. And oh my god, bitch, I'm hooked. This is fucking unreal. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And the fact that no one has known it, well, not no one, but I have not heard about it until season three, I'm excited about it. Um, Right now, you have the teams as uh, Boston, Buffalo, Chicago, which... If that jersey system not system but like jersey breakdown that you sent me is legit and they're using like colors of the Chicago flag rather than just like black and red or whatever I'm in you've hooked me immediately I am 100% here for it I wish every team would incorporate the Chicago flag into their um into either an alternate or a main colorway or something Though that that light baby blue and the red smack i love it i have a blackhawks hat that's in that same layout and i love every second of it i love wearing it i love it it's great i have the chicago flag tattooed on me everything right uh then you have dallas minnesota new york and new jersey pittsburgh and fucking tennessee i'm in i am in I'm so fucking ready. They have a countdown on their fucking website. We have 116 days, six hours, and 45 minutes before the fucking puck drops. Starts on June uh, June 12th in Tennessee, and I am so fucking ready. My body, my body, my balls, my head, my hands, every instance that is is a part of me that makes me. Nick is fucking ready, bitch. Let's do this. I'm so excited. I might, we might have to travel down in August to Phoenix to watch the championships.
0: See, now I, this is, this is, this is the cool part. Sorry to cut you off, but, um, no, no, no so, you're
1: fine. I'm just babbling at this point
0: I, I have, um, even before this podcast, right? I've always found, tried to find ways to just enjoy more hockey. The number one thing that Three Ice did was say, hey, we're gonna take the best part of hockey, which we believe is the 3v3 overtime, before this whole like year of saying we need to abolish overtime, we need to change all the rules and all this stuff. Like everybody's always loved overtime, right? That's something that they've just always loved. I love it, a lot of people always loved it. And this is the best this is this is the best part of hockey. It's three v three, a lot more open ice, a lot more chances to score, and it's just it's just fun, right? So I stumbled upon three ice before the season even happened. And unfortunately, it's kind of hard to watch games. Uh, we're gonna have to try to figure that out this year. Um, I think I have a, a hit on that. We can figure. We can actually watch more games this year of that. But it's hard to watch them unless you have regular cable and all this other blah blah blah. But what they do right is they play during the off season. So there's no other hockey going on at the time anyway. When they do this, so at least it's something to watch. So even if you're not that that interested in it, it's something to watch. The first season was I think 6 teams and they just went by like, you know, Team Murphy, whoever their like head coach was. They it would just be that was the name of the team. They didn't have like like regions like how like the PWHL came in and was like this is the region, this is the region, this is the region. And honestly, to give the accolades, I think that 3 I saw what the PWHL did and then decided to follow that model because it worked out so well, right? Cuz people need to be tied to a region, at least, right? The bare minimum is a region, a state, you know, draw a line so that people can be competitive against each other because that's half the fun of hockey is being like, oh, my team is better than yours and here's the borders that define what my team is. Now, I do believe that the PWHL, after defining where their borders are, their secondary thing will be to find the logo and, you know, another name and stuff, but it'll still be the Boston-whatevers, the New York-whatevers, the Montreal-whatevers. So you're still having that region. You have to establish that first. I do think maybe in the future... Maybe Three Ice might not follow that to get like full they they could, they could definitely, right? It could be the New York whatever's, but their thing is not so much about that. It's about the 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 three versus three. Now, before the season started for the inaugural season, I was following it and and seeing where it was. And then they announced the schedule where everything was gonna be, and they said the championships were gonna be here in Las Vegas at the Orleans. I was like, wow, that's fucking cool. I immediately bought a four-pack of tickets. It's like fuck it, right? So let's just try it. Well, at the arena we were at, there's no bad seats. It's a small arena, so that was fucking cool. I brought my dad, my father-in-law, my wife. It's fast-paced, and the biggest thing about three ice is it's three v three all the time. The game there's never a stop. The whistle never blows, right? If the puck goes out like that, like and it, it, it hits the the netting and shit, it's play on. It just keep running, right? Unless the the puck completely goes out. The only thing is instead of there being like penalties where it's a four on three or whatever it may be if you draw a penalty then that the the opposing team right gets a penalty shot that's just what it is so every time
1: that happened in like nhl
0: yeah high stick penalty shot you know uh anything that would cross check a trip anything that would warrant a penalty being drawn is just a penalty shot And and that's just what it is so it's fast 3v3 and instead of it being like a um there's a big circle that wraps around the the goalie like the entire net that lets him play in a larger circumference than it would be like the regular trap right you can't play right. the the corners of the trap you you'll you'll get a penalty right but there's a huge circle this time that lets him go out further because there's less people So it allows the goalie to move out and play more because it's physical, but not as physical as a regular game is. It's more about speed, showmanship and and fun goals. So yeah, I've been following this since the the first season. Uh, I have that, I have a three eyes hat. I don't know if you've ever seen me wear it. You never made the connection. Like what the fuck is that? Right. But I've worn it a bunch of times and I just, I just think it's just the logo. It's like a trucker hat with the logo.
1: I don't think I've ever seen you wear that
0: well i have it it's proof i have it here's a picture you need to wear it tomorrow then well i don't want to get ruined at the gym you're childish i'll send you a picture though okay but i think that it's just again it's just another way to make hockey fun and and the players that play are are all veterans in their own right in some way and then they just like kind of left the league and and did something else and this is their chance to come back and and play hockey and it is just fast-paced fun from start to finish the games go by quick again there's no stoppages it just keeps moving. It's so fast, and there's a lot of goals get scored because there's less, you know, there's less bodies on the ice to stop the puck, and it's a lot, a lot faster. So, three ice has been cool since the first season, and I feel like they're doing things more and more to make it more popular and more available and more fun. And I'm, I'm excited for it, bro. I'm, I'm going to be watching it just like I have been with uh, like PWHL and and just the AHL in general, because more hockey is more hockey, and there's nothing bad about that.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm super, super fucking down for that. I'm, I'm ready to spend some money. Um, part of me hopes that Vegas gets a team so that we see more three ice, but um, I'm, I'm really excited. I hope everyone's excited for the coverage that we're going to be putting on this. Um, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, I I'm glad that there's year round hockey. Like there is some facet of hockey that we're going to be watching. Uh, to me that's really cool that makes our jobs even more fun as as your your friendly local worst hockey podcast podcasters um you know at this point we'll never run out of fucking content and i love that and Not i love that i love that one we'll never run out of content and that you know we'll never uh we're never gonna go months without hockey again this is great this is a fun era that we're living in right now
0: absolutely Absolutely. And then, you know, which is the topic we're about to cover right now, but playoffs or the post-game or preseason, sorry, for the, the NHL happens, and then you have the whole season, and then you have the PWHL starting at the beginning of the new year every season, and then they'll take a break, and then you'll see the NHL do their Stanley Cup playoffs, and then you'll see a Stanley Cup champion be crowned, and then it'll immediately go into the PWHL, their, their playoff run, and then you'll see a champion be crowned there. And then when that's over, you'll see three ice in the summer. And then by the time that's over, the NHL will start back up again. So you really almost have three sixty five of of hockey, of in some capacity to watch, right? And right. then with with uh, you have like the the juniors championships, and you have the Stadium Series, and the Winter Classics, and and the Olympics, right? Yeah. Talking about the Olympics, it's like there's the never Olympics been more hockey.
1: And then hockey. you have the the Nation Face Off.
0: Yeah, the four nation face off. Like, there's just more and more and more. It's very clear that now hockey is becoming much, much bigger than it was because it, it, was, it was not as popular even 10 years ago, you know? E- maybe even five years ago, it wasn't even close to being this popular. So people are really seeing that, like, hey, man, this is really fun. And, and these players are, are fun to follow. And, and these games are really exciting, even if, you know, you don't have a team in the race. You could pretty much watch any hockey game at this point now and be like, wow, something's happening, right? So it, it's really cool.
1: Definitely. I'm I'm so fucking excited. So do you want to cover our last topic here and wrap this up? Yeah, sure. Um I you know, I we're about where are we at right now? Maybe halfway through a little bit more than halfway through the PWHL. Um I'll run through the standings real quick. Let me get this set on. All right, so in first place, we have uh, Minnesota with 18 points, Montreal with 17, Toronto with 17, Boston with 11, New York, which is very upsetting because I thought that they would have been a hell of a lot better, uh, all tied with Boston um, at 11, um, and Ottawa with 10 points. Um, I, I'm i excited to see how, like, the rest of this year plays out, right? So you got um 10 games remaining or I'm sorry 14 games remaining between Minnesota and Montreal 13 with Toronto 16 with Boston 15 with New York and 16 with Ottawa like this Minnesota and Montreal really have to go on some some actual like heaters man because I- I- if they lose at least 5 of these games coming up and a team like Ottawa or New York or Boston could come in and and reign supreme. Um. I'm I'm very interested. I'm also interested in how the playoffs are going to go, right? Because you only got six teams right now. So I mean, are you going to do like best of? Or are you going to do like top four? So like the first
0: yeah. four sneak in. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm it's going to be a top four. Is. Yeah, you're gonna eliminate the bottom two teams, which is good for New York because they have, you know, like three three games on the the top two teams in the league right now. Yeah, nothing and again, uh, seven points isn't that much in this league. It feels like a lot because there's only six teams. Seven points is not a lot. You have about two or three extra games on them, right? I mean, at any point, this can change. And all you really got to do is get in the fucking playoffs. Like you can be Ottawa right now with ten points, make it into the playoffs, and then be the fucking first ever champion for the PWHL. You never know. You, you never actually know. So. Right. The, the thing I will say about the PWHL, I'm still just as excited as I was before, but I'm much more excited to see where it goes in the future. And again, I'm going to be watching the the playoffs and, and to see their, their final. I'm going to definitely be tuning into that, uh, because especially because, one, there's going to be no other hockey to interfere with it, which is sometimes why I can't watch as many PWHL games as I want, because I have to watch my team play i want to watch their division rivals play and then if i'm watching chicago i want to see chicago play and then if i'm watching chicago's rivals i want I, you know i want to see what they're doing and, and so i can have an understanding of the the division that they're in so i'm not just talking in right. my ass when i talk about chicago you know i want to have an <laughs> educated opinion and not just pretend like i know what the fuck i'm talking about so i try to give them their fair shot of watching them as much as possible but right now with the PWHL, it's like i'm trying to stay in current with this nhl Season that's never been more competitive, and then follow this other again. It's not a bad problem to have, right? It's not a bad problem to have. Um, the PWHL does suffer a little bit for me because I have to watch so many other games, but sure. at the same time, they did it right so that I'll have a break after the Stanley Cup runs over. I'll be able to watch what they're doing and give them und- undivided attention. And then I'm just like I said, more excited for the years to come when they get uh, maybe a couple more teams. I would say, like I said, next year, I believe they'll get two more teams, everybody will have a logo and a name. It'll make it more personable. There'll be yeah. more teams to go up against. There'll be more games in general because there's more teams. And You know, it's just going to get better and better. So, though I am excited right now and happy for what's happening with the PWHL, I'm more excited for what's going to happen in the future because I mean, this model shows that it works, right? People want to see women play hockey, and it's it's very clear that this is not going anywhere anytime soon. I love that man, and
1: I love the fact that the NHL is still very involved in this, um, in the PWHL. So, I mean, they just sent uh, or. Uh, uh, fuck was it yesterday Toronto just set a uh, record for uh, attendance like 19,000 and the reports on fucking Twitter were saying that it was louder than Leafs games man which I believe says, it. it says something right you got a Leafs team I mean the Leafs aren't a bad team you know they're gonna go to the playoffs it's gonna excuse me it's gonna happen but you know, to have a PWHL team kind of come into your come into your stadium and and be louder than the NHL team that that hosts it is is unreal. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, there's two games on today. We got Minnesota at Ottawa and New York Boston. That's the, I I really feel like the New York and Boston game is going to be kind of one to watch.
0: For sure, and I also think that it's worth watching the Minnesota Ottawa game because it's the best team in the league right now against the worst team in the league right now. But if you go and watch that game, I'm very sure you're going to be like, I can't tell which team is the best. That's the best part about the PWHL. Mm -hmm. You can't tell which is the best, quote unquote, best team or quote unquote, worst team because it's just the way things edge out. I've seen New York play a couple stinkers, but I've also seen them blow the fuck out. You know, you
1: also also have to factor this into there's only six teams. So a lot of times you're playing the same team, you know, fucking five or six times a, a month, right? So you start developing that kind of interdivisional rivalry, right? So you see that team a lot um you see that team a lot, you start knowing like, okay, you know, Ella Shelton likes to get the puck um on the boards, um railroader, you know, throw her into the fucking boards, you know a, um expect a pinch, right so it's like you 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 start seeing those tendencies that these players have, and you start being able to um Kind of like guess at what what's gonna happen, right? So I don't know, man. I I really like this. This is so fucking cool. This is so fucking fun to watch. Absolutely, bro. No, so, I so recommend it to anyone. Um, anyone that's listening, we need to give we need to give this league a hell of a lot more viewership. Um, you know, you had nineteen thousand in the stadium and about eleven k on YouTube watching. Like that's amazing.
0: Absolutely, man. It's only gonna get bigger. It's only gonna get bigger. These players are going to be known. Like for me, like Abby Rock and and obviously Carpenter, they're 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 two great players on our team. But I want to know every player. I want to know what they do. I want to know how they play. Um, as we watch this more, as more time is invested, as more more things get picked up, and like I said, fuck, it'd be awesome if if Vegas got a team. You know, I would love to see them them come here and and see PWHL games. You know, I mean, of all the shit they're bringing to Vegas, right? Fucking they're trying to bring basketball They're They are bringing baseball. We already have, you know, professional NHL hockey. We have lacrosse. We have, you know, just all this shit. It's like bring the women's hockey team here. I I would love for that to be a thing, you know, and, and just make this a full on hockey town. And, you know, it's to be seen where we'll expand to, but you know, the sky's the limit for the women's league, in my opinion.